Hey, what's up, everybody? <clears throat> it is Matt with God Coffee and EMS. And I got, I think, a pretty cool podcast planned for this one. As you know, there's no scripts or uh, anything. I try to just do it on what I feel. And man, I got got something heavy on my mind this week. Like, uh, actually, it's been heavy on my mind since probably the second to last week in December, right before Christmas. You know, my my church here, or that I go to in, in Minnesota here, um, northern Minnesota, Bemidji, um, our pastor and a lot of churches do this. They come up with words for the new year. And I've always, I don't know, kind of thought it was cheesy in a sense. But I don't know. Uh, when you can rally behind something, it's pretty cool, right? Uh, one of my favorite books um, <clears throat> that I like to read, probably read it, read it a few times now, uh, is a uh, book by a guy named Jocko Willink. And he wrote in a book called Extreme Ownership. For those of you that know me, know I'm kind of obsessed with it. But he has this concept in there that's like uh, uh, the mission, right? If you have, if you always put the mission first, or the you know above all, like you succeed. You know, like whether military, business, whatever it may be. I thought about that, like with my my church and other churches that do it, or businesses that do it. But like they said, like my church said, a, a word for the year was fearless. And it's like you know, at first you kind of think it's cheesy, but when you really understand the concept and view that as your mission, uh, you have something to rally behind, right? And so I was uh, spent some time in prayer about what my uh, next thing should be for the podcast, and this word popped into my head. Uh, it wasn't even for just this podcast; it's for where I work, it's for my coffee company, um, and it's just uh, one word led to two words. And so I hate to be cheesy, but uh, the the thought process or maybe something for you to think about as you listen to this podcast is like maybe apply this to your life for this year. Um, one thing I'd like to ask, what is it, January 8th, um, it's like 10 o'clock where I'm at right now. Um, how are your New Year's resolutions going? Uh, I think there's like three types of New Year's resolution people. There's like the one who says, I'm going to set it. This is what I'm going to do. It's going to be awesome. And I'm going to, you know. Eight days into it, you've probably already uh, cheated on your meal plan. Um, there's those that say, um, you know, I don't do New Year's resolutions. They're they're dumb, you know, whatever that may be. And so you don't you choose to do nothing. And then there's those like maybe kind of fall in the middle. They start well, end well, or I guess there's those two maybe four types that um, follow it to the fullest and, and meet their goals. And I don't know. That just kind of led me to this podcast and and what the year should look like for you um, and. The word I have for this year that I'm putting on my life and that I'm putting on my comp- like my coffee company's life where I work for those that I serve um, and this podcast and your lives hopefully is the word proactive. And um, I want to share a couple stories, uh, some real life, some biblical. Um, but I also want to talk about the second word that proactive led into after I share my first story. Um, when I started out in EMS, I was kind of a uh, obviously a newbie. Uh, I got in my first paramedic job. And I remember like, you know, you go to paramedic school and you're either that person that kind of either skates by or, or excels at a certain thing and do really well. Um, I, I really uh, liked paramedic school. I had a good group of people that I got to go with. Um, we, we grew close together during that time. And so I don't know, it just, it felt right. Um, but what it didn't prepare me for is I found comfort with, with friends. I found comfort um, where I was in that environment. And, you know, I read a lot of books and I, I hear, listen to a lot of podcasts. And one thing I always remember when it comes to comfort is uh, comfort doesn't lead to growth, right? Uh, where you feel comfortable, you're not going to grow. 
So, you know, I, I did my paramedic class. I passed. Um, I got my first job. And I remember my paramedic instructor telling us, like, uh, not to worry about certain types of drugs. And I remember getting my first paramedic drug job. And the drugs they told us not to worry about were all the drugs that we carried. So I had to, like, read quick, learn, get educated. Um, but I remember uh, my first, like, um, ventilated transport. You know, sometimes we take patients uh, on ventilators. We're a breathing form. And, uh, you know, it's not something you really train for in paramedic school. It's not something they prepare you for. And I just remember struggling through that first one. I mean, I thought I did the best job I could. Uh, did did pretty decent, actually. Um, got him to where he needed to go. And then I remember just through the years, I was getting experience more and more. And I got my first flight job, which led to my flight paramedic certificate. And I met uh, one of my uh, probably biggest mentors at the time in my life, um, one of our medical directors. And uh, man, he really instilled some some powerful things into us, but really taught us uh, how to be proactive. Um, that if, I, if I could say anything, his entire uh, education as a medical director was proactive versus reactive. And I realized like um, one hour into this guy's lecture and education and, and training, because uh, I took two of his critical care classes before I ever even got hired as a flight paramedic. And I remember sitting in that basement in Grand Forks in North Dakota, and they were teaching us. Uh, it was a totally physician-led critical care program, and he was teaching us um, things that just blew my mind. Like I felt awful as a provider. I felt like, man, I, didn't, I don't know anything. And the entire mindset at that moment for me was – I've just been skating by. I've been taking life as it comes at me, um, whether it be an EMS career or whatever you want to call it, but I was taking life uh, in a reactive way. And from that moment on, I said, I don't want to be that provider anymore, and I'm going to be proactive. So, you know, I leave the class, and it was going well, and, you know, maybe two, three months into it, and eventually you kind of slip back in your old ways again. And I'm like, you know, trying to... um, being proactive was awesome, but eventually um, your motivation lacks, right? And so uh, shortly thereafter, uh, I get my first flight job uh, and I realize, oh man, I'm kind of, I'm not where I want to be again. What happened? And another thing kind of shifted my mindset is, you know, uh, I was reading books and podcasts and I remember um, at that time, I believe it was Man, I don't even know where I heard it from, but it was like motivation, right? Uh, motivation is like the worst thing you can set in your life because motivation is something that can go away very quickly with anything. Uh, it's like happiness versus joy, right? Uh, I think in the biblical sense, uh, I, I, joy is a choice. Happiness is is like motivation. It can come and go. Joy, I have to choose. And so um, in a sense, uh, I was motivated, but my motivation would always fail. And I realized what I needed was discipline. And I, I had to do that through being proactive. So I, my second word that ties to proactive is um, discipline. I wanted to be a great uh, flight paramedic. I wanted to be a good paramedic. Um, and so I realized I had to quit like shifting easy choices, you know, proactivity through discipline versus proactivity through motivation. Motivation will always fail you, but discipline won't. Discipline is making the choices day after day after day after day. I think Jocko Willink has a, a quote, I, I'll probably butcher this one, but he says like, uh, motivation sucks or uh, motivation will always fail you. Um, but what won't fail you is discipline and discipline takes time, but it's just doing that same thing over and over, no matter how much you want to do it. Um, it's like taking, it's like going on a scene flight for a trauma and you land and you're like, Oh, it looks stable. So, you know, do I need to pull out all my equipment just in case? Yeah, that's discipline. Motivation be like, Oh yeah, I want to do this, but it's easy to find a way to say no. It's easy a way to find a way out from doing that. Discipline is saying, 
I'm going to have everything out ready to rock because when something happens, I'm going to be proactive and ready to take that on, not reactive. Oh my gosh, you know, you could always tell uh, the proactive versus reactive, I think, on how your uh, helicopter looks after a call <laughs> or ambulance, right? Um, sometimes they're just messy naturally, but uh, proactive versus reactive. And I've applied that a lot through my EMS career, through people I've met. Um, and I, there's two parts, I think, of my career. Uh, the first one is like the practice, right? What we actually do medically. And I think I've gotten pretty good at building discipline. I mean, there's always room for improvement. I try to build more and more discipline wherever I can every day. And there's a second part of my career, which is, I'm going to say, maybe the attitude or mindset of it. And I was very late to the game in discipline there. Um, I was a, you know, take no prisoners in the first part of my career. Probably a lot of regrets there with that attitude because you just, uh, you're a bull in a china shop, right? You want to be the best. In EMS, you have a lot of type A personalities and you kind of build some bad habits there. Uh, And then I realized, you know, I got to be, I can't just be proactive. You know, flight, flight medicine gave me a lot of, I think, perspective because it's more of a competitive marketing environment. And I had some good leaders in my life um, that kind of were really well-rounded with their experience in life. And when I got to that next level, um, I, I think... Um, I became more well-rounded or more proactive and disciplined in my attitude and customer service and how I react to situations because um, I think like medical world for the most part, like what we do is uh, a lot of it's customer service based and, and human interaction and how do we want to be treated? We, you know, the golden rule, right? Treat others how you want to be treated. And so there's kind of two parts to my career, I think, uh, as time grew, uh, for sure it was the medical side, but then it was definitely the personnel side or personal side that I had to grow and then that just kind of overflowed from there. I mean, let me ask you this. As you're listening to this podcast and you're um, thinking about your life, I mean, are you pro- what are you proactive in? What are you not proactive in? Uh, where are you working right now? Um, are you proactive in that situation? Uh, are you the type of person uh, that just shows up for the paycheck, skates by, does as little as you can to not get fired? <laughs> um, excuse me. Let me get a sip of my Hero's Rest coffee cold brewing it tonight. It's delicious. Um, are you, you know, just limping by doing what you can, you know, not really going above and beyond or being a leader in your workplace and just skating by, right? Are you that kind of person? And, you know, as I asked that question, I feel led to even say one more thing. As I asked you where you're at in life, maybe before we even get to the workplace or relationships that you're in or whatever's going on in your life, are you proactive in your own personal life? I was thinking today, I remember reading a book and I can't remember which book it was. I read a lot and so I, I'm terrible with remembering the book. Um, but it was about proactivity or about goals versus dreams. And I remember the guy in the book said, uh, goals are basically uh, useless because they're achievable. And I'm like, well, that's, that's crazy, you know, like crazy concept. Like, yeah, I set goals for my life that I want to reach. And maybe it's to do this in a year, this in three years. But he's like, goals are attainable, achievable. Um, dreams is where it's at. And dreams is such a cheesy word, right? But uh, it's really not. Uh, it's what wakes you up in the morning next day. I found in my when I read this book for the first time, and I think it was like page twenty three, Vision or uh, Lions. I'll have to look it up. Uh, looking at my bookshelf right now, I think it's not on this one. Um, it's a Mark Batterson book, I know that for sure. But anyways, uh, he talked about dreams, and he said, um, you know, like what do you wake up for every day? So are you proactive in your life life right now to ask yourself? What, what are you going to wake up for tomorrow or after you read this, read this podcast or listen to this podcast? What's going to wake you up tomorrow? Um, are you going to 
like, if you're like me, I don't, I didn't wake up for goals necessarily. You know, I didn't wake up to say, I want to be a flight paramedic. That's not something that woke me up. Or uh, I want to get married in three years. That's not something that woke me up out of bed. Um, I want to get good grades or I want to graduate this. Like, those are things that, like I said, probably don't give you drive necessarily. They give you goals to achieve, but what comes after that? Almost a sense of nothingness. If you ask me, like I remember when I said I was going to get my bachelor's degree and I'm like, I'm going to get this. And after I was done, I was like, well, now what? Like, what am I going to do now? But like, what, what is your dream? What do you want to do? You know, in the Christian sense, we have a calling. Uh, I believe God has given me a calling and I'm trying to develop it every day. And that gives me like a huge sense of purpose and a, a dreams that I want to fulfill. So maybe before we even talk about your career or your relationships or whatever's going on in your life, what is the proactivity you need in your life? Uh, maybe it's right now you're like, I've never even thought about having a dream. Cool. There's where you be proactive. Don't be motivated with that. Set a discipline for that. Wake up tomorrow and decide, man, what do I want to do? What is my dream? I'm not even talking like uh, to do career-wise. I mean, maybe that's just another goal for you. What do you What do you want to be as a person? I was listening to something tonight uh, while I was at the gym, and it was uh, where is the richest place in the world? And the guy, I don't know, it's just like a motivational video or whatever. So I don't even know who it was, but he said the guy um, said uh, it's not. Um, the Middle East oil fields. It's not the U.S. You know, um, car industry or whatever he said, or or the an African um, diamond mine, um, blood mine or whatever he said. Uh, he said it's cemeteries, and I was like, um, what? He said, and it's in cemeteries where you find um, the wealthiest things, uh, dreams not fulfilled, um, choices not made, like just a sense of like so much was left behind in in a sense, which is kind of grim to think about. But when you really think about that, like, are you living life to the fullest right now? And I don't think goals necessarily get you there. I mean, like retirement, sure, you can say, my goal is to get to retirement where I can live the best life. What if you die tomorrow? I'm not saying go blow all your money, right? But I'm saying like, what are you doing right now to live life to the fullest? Um, I think as, as people were called to like serve, right? So I think if you're just living a selfish life, you're not, not living life to the fullest, but like, man, what are, what are you doing right now to live life to the fullest? Are you going to leave it all behind in that cemetery? Or are you going to go to that, that grave empty? And by empty, I mean, in a great way, like nothing left behind, you know, your legacy is amazing. What, what are you doing to, to live life to the fullest? So yeah, proactive in your life, discipline in your life. Maybe you need to put the motivations on hold and say, you know what? I got to wake up every day and start putting some disciplines down. I got to start doing this. Find an accountability partner. And when I, that's a, that's a good one. Uh, the accountability partner. Uh, when you find someone that you want to hold you accountable, don't choose like your best friend, like choose someone that's actually going to hold you accountable or, or not want to help you. Cause like, um, someone that wants to hold you accountable is only going to do it for so long before they say, you know what, this just isn't working. Um, so find someone that's actually going to challenge you. And when I say challenge, not someone that's going to pull you along, that doesn't get you anywhere. Find someone that's going to push you. Uh, if they have to drag you to the finish line, you got to find a different discipline to get you up. Find someone that's going to push you to that finish line, not drag you to that finish line. All right. So yeah, personal life, uh, motivations versus disciplines, but being proactive in your personal life this year. Now let's move on. Let's say in your career, you know, what kind of choices do you have to make to become disciplined, proactive in your choice instead of reactive? Um, you know, we work with all kinds of people over the year. I think all the, I'm an easy person to pick on because I've made probably every mistake. I've burned bridges, ruined relationships, uh, from being reactive versus proactive. I had a big sense of pride early on in my career that I wish I didn't have. 
that I think I've been able to work on today. But uh, like I said, proactive versus reactive. Uh, if you're an EMS, I mean, I, I would challenge you to think about your customer service skills. Chances are you're probably a pretty good paramedic or EMT wherever you're at right now. Uh, that's very, I think, a little portion of the career, honestly. But what do your interpersonal skills look like? What do your partners think about you that have to spend time with you in your truck? Um, or what do the nurses think about you at the hospital you drop off consistently? Um, if you're in a workplace like office, what do the office people think about you? You know, I think... Um, um, like leadership or a positive person or positive, like choosing joy is contagious, right? Uh, it's either going to drive darkness away, <coughs> sorry, drive darkness away, or it's going to be, uh, drive people to want to be around you. And, and imagine that workplace, like you can shift your workplace environment, just you as a person, maybe not immediately, but like over time, as you build a culture of you and around you, people are going to want to be part of that. So evaluate your relationships at work right now. What do they look like? Uh, when you go to work every day, are people avoiding you? Um, and then if they're not avoiding you, let me ask you this. What kind of conversations do you have in a day? If you find that people uh, come around you easily, um, is it a positive environment you're creating or is it negative? Because I think a lot of workplaces right now are toxic. Um, and so be careful with that. You know, like if, if you're sitting in a group of people and you realize, man, we're talking bad about, you know, Jonathan and, and everything he's done wrong. Is that, is that where you want to be? You know, part of that environment, shift that environment, find positive in the environment. What are you, what is your brand? What is the culture you're creating? You know, if we were to say, Hey Matt, this is, I know Matt Van Grinsven, this is his culture. This is what he represents. Um, that's my brand, right? Um, I know my brand has shifted a lot over the years and I've grown and yeah, there, there's probably a couple one-star reviews on my brand from places I've been um, but you know, I want to, I want my, you know, Google reviews to be five star when I go away, you know, people have, you know, you look on Amazon and you look at all the reviews, there's 10,000 five stars and, and, you know, 21 stars. And you look at the ages like, Oh, the one stars are older and the five stars are a lot newer. So obviously they've improved their brand. Maybe you need to improve your brand more. So your culture at work that takes discipline. It's easy to be motivated and be like, I'm going to, I'm going to make my workplace environment awesome. But you know what? Your kid kept you up all night, the night before work. So you get to work, you're tired, you're fatigued. And so you're just crabby. And next, you know, at the end of the day, you get home and you're like, well, that went to crap. Like I didn't get anything done that I wanted to do. And I'm going to do it again tomorrow. And something else comes up and something else comes up. That's motivation. That's, that's going to fail you. Discipline is where it's at. What are you going to do to get up and say, you know what? I'm going to have to force this smile. I'm going to have to drink a lot of coffee to make it work, um, but, I, but I'm going to do it. That's discipline, not accepting that as an excuse anymore and just getting it done, right? So that maybe that's your workplace environment you got to shift. Or what about relationships though, like personal relationships? I mentioned this, I think, in one of my previous podcasts, but like your circles. I've been talking to a lot of people this past week or two weeks. And I'm like, what does your circle look like? And by that, I mean like the people you hang out with. Um, one, I think uh, your circle needs to be tight. Um, Mark Driscoll is one of the pastors I listen to quite a bit. And I was at a conference with my wife and he talked about your circle and he's like, show me your, show me your circle and I'll show you your future. And man, that hit hard because I was like, for me at the time, I think I had a pretty big circle. Um, it wasn't a, a, a strong circle by any means, but I just had a, I, I thought of a lot of people right away. And I'm like, I don't really have deep relationships with a lot of these people or even a few of these people. And that was, I, I evaluated my circle then. And he, he said, like, essentially the human body has a, or the human mind has a capacity for five people. And so he's like, that's your circle, the, the five closest people to you, right? And uh, I was like, man, like, I don't know if I really have that close of people in my life to, um, to really be 
to impact my future. And I was like, so that's my future, right? So maybe it's the flip side too, or you're like, I don't even have five people in my life. Well, then that's your future too. I mean, I, and then as I read into that and studied that more, I found a lot of, a lot of literature on that subject. It's like, maybe you should evaluate the five you have and, and choose it carefully. Cause if that's your future statistically, then, um, I need to reshape my circle, right? And so like some some things I read said you should have like someone that challenges you, right? Someone you look up to that that's going to make you want to be a better person. If you hang out with five people that are um, have garbage attitudes and lack of motivation and drag you down to their level, um, but you like it because it makes you feel good because maybe you're better or something like that, what does that future look like? I don't, I don't want part of that. And I've been in, in circles similar to that. And so, you know, have, have someone that challenges you, have someone that makes you want to grow, makes you want to be a better person, not someone you idolize. That's a dangerous territory, but someone you look up to, or you think that can give you motivation and for the right reasons, right? Like materialistic money things, I don't think are a smart way to go. Um, it's okay to be financially secure, but not idolize that. Um, and then, you know, I think it's important to have someone, uh, for me and my wife, maybe have a couple or a couple that we look up to or a couple that can mentor our marriage. Um, so maybe I find a husband and she finds the wife there and, and we work with him on that. And then my wife's obviously part of my circle. It has to be, she's my best friend. She's my partner in crime. And then maybe it's someone I'm mentoring too. Cause I think there's someone I should be working on at all times as well. I think those relationships should come and go cause we should always be mentoring or discipling somebody else. Um, and then, you know, like different goals. So I think different Different uh, dreams, if you will. I shouldn't have said goals, but uh, different dreams require different seasons to get there. And so I find relationships kind of come and go. And I don't mean in a bad way, like you burn someone out to move on, but God has brought different people into my life for different seasons. And I've learned to be okay with that and not to try to maintain old relationships that can lead to hurt, uh, pain, uh, disgruntledness, right? Um, sometimes you have to let relationships go to bring the next one in for the next season of your life. And so I've learned to let go and let God for sure when it comes to relationships. So, um, but proactivity and discipline, this is where I think discipline pay, plays a, an important role with relationships because um, that takes effort. For example, if your circle is small, you got to discipline yourself to put yourself out there. Uh, for me, I, and there was one time my wife actually kind of led the, the forefront on this. Uh, we were living in Bemidji and we weren't really attending a church. And uh, I was a saved believer. Um, I, I wouldn't say practicing. I said I was a, I was saved and I was a Christian, but I wasn't walking the walk by any means. My wife, she was kind of riding that fence still. And, and all of a sudden one night she's like, yeah, I'm going to Bible study. And I was like, I think I was playing video games at the time or something like that. And I'm like, uh, say what? And uh, so she goes to the Bible study. I'm like, okay, well, I need to step it up. Um, we went to church a few times we were never really welcome. And I don't mean welcome, like in a bad way. Oh, no one ever really invited us anywhere or said anything and did anything. There wasn't a lot of, I would say proactivity or discipline in, in, in that welcoming of the newcomers. We were probably asked how often, or if we were college students, like 200 times and we weren't, um, but they had a men's Bible study and I was like, all right, I'm going to go. And I remember I walked in and it was so awkward, but the guys were very welcoming. And you know what? I found brothers there, like brothers that have changed my life, uh, men that have been there for me. And, and I put myself out there. I set a discipline. I'm going to go. And I went and, and God showed up. I mean, it was, it was crazy. And it, there's some miracles. I definitely, in, in Charlie and I's life, my wife's wife, life and mine, where God has moved in, in huge ways when we've put ourselves out there. So I just had a discipline for myself to put myself out there. And I did, my circle shifted because of that. And life's been kind of awesome since, um, I mean, ups and downs, but you know, God is good. Um, but yeah, so like disciplines there, you got to put yourself out there. Um, or maybe it's letting old relationships go. Like I said, maybe it's discipline. You know what? 
uh, I just can't keep, I can't keep this negativity in my life. I can't, uh, they're, they're dragging me down and, and I want to be there for them, but I, I can't handle this right now myself because I need to get where I need to be that I can't help them right now. And, and two negatives don't equal a positive when it comes to relationships. So this isn't a mathematical equation. It's just common sense. And so maybe it's time to put a relationship on hold uh, or move on, whatever that may look like, right? So think about relationships or, uh, and then tough ones, right? Uh, I think for me, I burned a bad bridge at a workplace a while back. And I think, you know, I didn't just burn it. I like put a nuclear bomb on it and hits blow. Right. Um, and so maybe it's, it's repairing some damage, not necessarily to maintain the relationship, but to heal wounds or put the fires out. I'm going to say, uh, if you got a lot of fires out there, go put some out this year, be proactive, set your, set disciplines, uh, set, you know, go do it. Go step out, heal some relationships, and move on. So you, you don't have to worry about those fires in your past. Let this, and smoke will settle over time. But if it's still burning, go put that out. I think it's a good idea. The relationship may never come back. That's not the point. It's, it's so you can move on and learn from it. Uh, it's hard to reflect sometimes and make those decisions. So that's relationships. And then, you know, um, you know, this is God, Coffee, and EMS podcast. So I got to talk about EMS specifically. Uh, if you're an EMS right now, paramedic, EMT, maybe a nurse, flight nurse, whatever may be RT, whatever you're at right now, um, be more disciplined in your practice. I, I meet a lot of providers. I've met a lot of providers over the years. And the biggest difference between the, the greatest providers I've ever met um, and then the weakest, and I don't mean that in a bad, like maybe they're strong now, but like was proactivity. The The ones that stepped up in every aspect of their career, not just well, let's start with education. I mean, if you want to be the best, you got to train the best. No one's going to hold your hand for you or say, um, this is how you should, this is the best way to RSI or this, you know, no, like this is, you got to go get that yourself. I, I had no one hold my hand in my career. I had probably one of the worst paramedic program educations ever. Uh, I mean, it was a good time, but it was a little, little ghetto. Uh, but we had to train, I mean, I had to train myself. I had to find the motivation. It took some years to, to find that, that, that discipline to grow that, um, but, but education, go get it, go after it. No one's going to bring it to you and, and don't just go after the easy stuff. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've had to refresh online a few times um, from a lack of preparation, but, uh, you know, go after it, go get it. Don't, don't settle, uh, with education, no matter where you're at in your career, go get it. Um, find what, if you want to be the best, uh, don't compare yourself to somebody else. Just you're, the only opponent you have is yourself. You're only as good as you were the day before. So outdo that person you were the day before to be the better person today. Um, that, that When you find that, like the discipline level is next level. The breakthrough is next level. And then when it comes time to deploying them, I mean, why do you go learn? You got to learn to apply. And sometimes people learn really easy and then apply it really bad uh, skills-wise, right? So if you're bad at skills, practice, practice, practice. Um I was not very good at IVs when I started out. Um, I thought I was. And I remember one of my, um, I don't want to call him a preceptor because I would be giving him too much credit but one time. Uh, he just closed the ambulance doors and said, uh, knock on the door when when you get the IV. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, um, okay. And I, you know what? That that gave me a level of motivation or a sense of confidence I needed. Maybe it was a little bit of fear. But I got it. I got good at it. And I practiced as much as I could. Um Maybe that's you this year. You know, maybe you need to set some proactive discipline goals to to, to employ or deploy your better skills and, and to get better. Find someone that's going to make you better. Um, if you're at work today and you're asking someone for help, don't go ask someone that's weaker than you. Ask someone that's better than you, not even equal. Go find someone that's better. If, if you're the best at work, go find someplace else that's better uh, and have them train you and why you get better at your workplace. 
or what can you do to improve the quality of your workplace too but don't don't settle for less find the best and outdo that become better than them set those kind of dreams in your life and then you know coffee wise uh drink better coffee set proactive disciplines to drink better coffee um support your local um you know if i could say anything in in the coffee part of this podcast uh you every town has small little coffee shops that are just trying to survive um amazing people with amazing stories that choose the coffee they do for a reason be proactive in your community and go find that reason and support them because Behind a small coffee shop is an amazing group of people, typically. Uh, If you don't have good people at the coffee shop, help make them better, maybe. I don't know. Let's get into the God part of this. You know, uh, I was reading this week in Matthew, uh, was it chapter 24? And the, you know, no one knows the day or hour. And I was just talking about, you know, Jesus is talking about like, um, live i don't know, maybe live like there's no tomorrow as if i was put in my own words he says right here he's like this is why you are also to be ready because the son of man is coming at an hour you do not expect and he continues on in a further verse uh verse is blessed is the servant whom the master finds doing his job when he comes truly i tell you i will put him in charge of all of his possessions and then i just want to wrap up the last biblical statement here flipping to the page Ephesians 4, therefore, I, the prisoner and the Lord, urge you to live worthy of the calling you have received. Are you living today? If you're a Christian person listening to this podcast, maybe you're not even a Christian person, so this still applies. But are you living your life, like I said, to the fullest? Are you living in in, in what God is calling you to do? Um, because, man, he, he has a calling on all of your lives, all of our lives. Like, there's he wants to do so much you don't even realize. Um, sometimes when I... Um, <laughs> get down in the dumps or I'm having a tough day. I'm like, God, what is my calling? I mean, remind me of what I need to, to see it because I'm struggling, you know, I'm having a bad day and I'm, I'm choosing joy, but I, I don't, I'm not seeing it. And then when he gives me uh, glimpses and pieces of it, it makes me scared. Cause I'm like, okay, God, we'll throttle that back because that, that is a lot, you know? Philippians 3.14 says, I press on towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God, like pressing. Think about that for a second. Uh, Motivation is not pressing. Motivation is saying you're going to do something, uh, but discipline is saying I'm going to press. That means no matter what you're going through right now, uh, whether you're Christian, not Christian, saved, whatever it is, um, uh, pressing is saying I'm going to push through this, right? Nothing is going to hold me back. It could be chains all around me holding me down but i'm going to break free this year i'm going to be proactive and i'm going to press i think the only way you really see motivation or breakthrough is when you are proactive because you're saying i'm not going to let this happen again or i'm going to i'm going to be ahead of this before it even happens whether it be a conversation like i've said relationships work related scenarios ems whatever it may be i'm going to be proactive and i'm going to set disciplines so it doesn't ever happen again or it i'm going to keep it from happening you know um you know different people People struggle with different things. And so you need to set the disciplines for what that is. Um, Part of that is like your mind. What does it look like in your mind this year? You know, what are the motivations motivating you? Uh, I think one of the tougher motivations I hear all the time is like financial money. Um, You know, I want to get this so I can buy this and and shallow things like that. And I don't mean to be rude by calling it shallow. And uh, again, I think some motivations are for really good reasons. Like, hey, we want to buy a bigger house for my family. That's awesome. You know, do what you got to do. But like, just make sure the heart's right. You know, like I think your priorities have to be right. Uh, I see a lot of uh, friends I've known over the years go through struggling relationships because they don't put their marriages first. You know, you look at the priorities of their life. Um, we have a saying in our family here, it's like um, God um, or faith, 
family duty coffee because we own a coffee company, right? So faith is first. I mean, I will always choose my faith above all else because my faith makes me the man that I am so I can be a better person for all the reasons that are below faith. So like family, my wife is my number one, you know, like well, technically number two choice above God, right? <laughs> below God. But, you know, my wife's there and then my kids and then my mom, dad, my my brothers, my cousin, you know, and, and the list goes down and then duty. Uh, if I'm, if I'm, I'm a paramedic and so I'm going to be the best paramedic that I can wherever I am. And because I have those other two priorities above that, right. It makes it really easy to do my job. If my, if my home life is good, um, my work life is even better. I'm sure you can relate to someone you work with, or maybe you're this person where you say, man, it's just hard to be present minded at work because you're struggling at home or you left, uh, left on a bad note. I mean, like, or you're not right with God. So now your family and your relationship with God is struggling. What are you like at work? Um, that has, you have to be a miserable person if you have those out of whack. And so, um, working on those two things, the faith and family are probably the you know hardest parts of my week. Um, but I know when I'm in the right mind there, I can just deliver so easily at work, wherever I am, especially on the coffee side of things. I mean, it, it's just, um, an amazing environment for me when those other two are right. I'm not saying I don't have them right all the time. I definitely don't. Um, I mess up constantly as a husband, as a father, you know, son and brother and so on and so forth. But I work harder to set, I have disciplines in place this year, I think, that are going to push me to the next level for those. And just makes me more of a more of a weapon for God to use during my week. Um, I like this too, uh, probably the last verse I'll share tonight, Second Corinthians 13.5. It says, examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves, or do not realize this about yourselves, that Jesus Christ is in you, unless indeed you fail to meet the test. You'll hear me talk about a lot in my podcast about testing yourself because I think it's something you have to do daily. Um, when you get to work, test your attitude before you even get out of your car. When you're in the middle of your day, test yourself. How am I doing so far today? Am I making an impact where I'm at today? Or do I need to adjust something right now? Um, test yourself after every conversation. Like, hey, I just I just exited this conversation. Yep, it was good. It was good. It represented what I want to do this year. It represented my brand, what I want to be in the future. Yep, that was a good conversation. Or maybe you get to the end of the day, you get home and you go, man. I failed that test. Yeah. Motivation sucks. Set a discipline. What are you going to do next time to make that better? What, you know, and step up and get it done. And if you're not getting it done, bring someone into your life. That's going to help you get that done because enough's enough. Like you got to quit settling and you got to step up. You got to go. If you, if you want to be the beast, you got to live the beast. What was it? I heard the other day was, uh, everybody, everybody wants, right. But every it's like not everybody goes and gets it. Yeah. Right now I definitely want some Qdoba. It's closed, so I'd have to like find a place to go get it, right? But um, if I want it midday, I got to go get it. I'm not going to ask anybody to get it for me, right? Sorry, I'm hungry. Post-gym post hungers. Um, so yeah, like this year, like I said, I mean, this is probably the longest podcast I've ever done. So I don't want to talk too much or ramble on too much. But again, this year it's on my heart. I hope it's on your heart. I want to put it on your heart to be proactive and disciplined in your year this year. And for that to come, I think once you build little disciplines this year, such as being proactive in everything you do, I think it'll just come easier next year. It just comes easier. Once you make those little choices over and over and over, it just leads to more. Um, God is faithful. When you're faithful to God in the small things, he's faithful in the big things. And I've seen him deliver. I think last year I got kicked in the nuts more than I wanted to. Um, forgive my language, but uh, definitely broke me down in a few places. It was a tough year for the coffee shop. Me personally, some things I learned about myself. Um, so definitely weak points that I'm working on. Um, but I definitely... I'm going to be proactive this year in, in everything I am because I want to be disciplined for what God's next to me. When when another hit or multiple hits come like that, 
I want to be straight up beast mode. It's like, no, nah, it doesn't, uh, that doesn't touch me. Like, you know, my God is bigger, whatever you throw at me, bring it, you know, cause I'm going to get through this. Um, God has always provided a way out for me. Uh, and I, and I know he would for you, uh, some crazy stories that I can't wait to share to other podcasts. Like I said, we've, we've had some cool stuff happen in our life where God has just been like, boom, I'm here. So with that said this year, be proactive, be disciplined. That's the words, word and word, other word for the year. Um, this is probably my, my longest podcast I've ever done. It's definitely the most one. I'm just really excited to get it out uh, for you guys to hear and to grow with. Um, and I don't I don't want to share too many battle stories with you guys uh, from over the years. I realized the other day, I think I've been doing this, what, 16, 17 years almost. So uh, it's kind of cool. Uh, I feel like I'm uh, not a rookie anymore, and I'm not old enough to really know anything. So I'm somewhere in the middle, which makes me dangerous, right? Uh, but I look forward to just sharing more stories, finding some, I have some special guests I want to bring on for some future podcasts coming up uh, where we can just talk and pick their brains and ask some serious questions about how they got to where they got. And so I just want to thank you again for listening to this podcast. Guys, gals, wherever you are, be proactive this year. Be disciplined. Don't be motivated. Be disciplined. We'll see you on the next podcast.